Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron. Hey. And Jared Levin. What's up? And we just got finished watching the 1989 cult classic Roadhouse starring Patrick Swayze, Sam Elliott, and is it Jane Lynch? I forget. Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch. Jane Lynch is the lesbian from Glee. Oh, yeah. God, I love her. Different look. Different look about her. Yeah, different look. But, um, oh, she's fucking awesome. I love her. She's better than Kelly. Yeah. Well, she's not in this one. She's not in this one. But you know what? Let's spend the first 10 minutes just talking about Jane Lynch because that's kind of what we do. We'll just get sidetracked. But um, but no, we'll we'll stick to, uh, to Roadhouse because there's so much to talk about with this movie. This is the second in our bar restaurant double feature. Our first one being, of course, Cocktail, which absolutely fucking sucked. And not in such a good way. This movie sucks, but in a more fun way. But I'm still yeah. not convi- totally convinced that it's a fun way. I kind of don't like this movie. But I do admit that it's a lot of fun because it's so fucking crazy. I don't like you anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, it's a great action film. Man. It's like 80s action film. It's so over the top. Plus, you know, Patrick Swayze's sweaty the whole time. I was actually surprised. I've only seen this movie once before, and I think it was like a year ago. So I'm a newbie to this movie, and I did appreciate this time around more of the action scenes. I was like, oh, there's actually some good hand-to-hand combat in here. Now, Jared, being our resident MMA expert, because some of you may not remember that Jared used to fight in MMA, uh, how does this hold up? Dude. He does a lot of kickboxing stuff in my in my notes that I don't write. I wrote. <laughs> okay, you don't write them, <laughs> but you. But I. So what I'm envisioning is that you actually just interpretive dance your notes while you're watching. Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. It's a mental tap dance. Yeah, mental tap dance. Yeah, white guys do um do Bruce Lee and try to do kung fu, but it ends up looking like kickboxing. <laughs> Oh, but that doesn't sound too bad, though. That's not a bad No, no, it's great. Sounded like a dig at Swayze is all I'm saying. And, uh, you know, Aaron may be up in San Francisco, but she'll she'll get down here and beat your ass. I have a car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and dude, a full tank of gas. Oh, damn. Those are fighting words. I'm going to get roundhouse kicked. <laughs> dude, the kicks are good, actually. I'm- when we first saw Dalton in the very first scene in that bar, his hair and his outfit scream pussy <laughs> oh right he looks like such a bitch right not like he's gonna get pussy but that he looks like a pussy no. because he's wearing like he looks like a huge puss yeah he, he's wearing pleated pants with like a tan braided belt and here's the thing my feelings for patrick swayze were cemented a long time ago so i and i knew where this was going so i was okay with it okay but you think about some younger girl who's never seen this movie starts watching it. She doesn't even know who Patrick Swayze is. Let's put it 15 years from now. Uh-huh. She turns it off because she's like, this guy looks like a total bitch. I'm not watching this. And I just think it's another example of Hollywood acting irresponsibly in a sexual way. You say 15 years from now. I guarantee you that there are millennials, Gen Zers right now who have no idea who Patrick Swayze is. I don't yeah. want to live in a world where that's true, Derek. Yeah. Well, I can't have that be true. <laughs> well, oh, re- what a re- reality is cruel. Well, now, at what point do you think they have to watch until to get that turn where all of a sudden there's going to be a, a flush in the inguinal region where moisture starts to flow at Patrick Swayze's on-screen presence? At what point will that happen? Well, if they can get past this and then past the song that we open up with, Don't Throw Stones. <laughs> okay. Oh, not a fan of that song. The music in this, I think, was pretty good. It was mostly coming from that one act in the Double Deuce. But yes, the op- I remember now. Yeah, that opening. So bad. Act. Yeah, it, it sucked. It was very 80s. It's like the this song is subliminally telling us. We know this song is terrible and it sucks, but let's hear about a song that you've written. <laughs> Are you talking to me? 
I, no, no, that's what the song is saying. To oh, us. oh, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, okay. Suddenly, all of a sudden, uh, I'm the one being attacked. I'm like, I don't claim to be a songwriter. So no, no, no. Know. This is the song has attacked all of us. Oh, got it. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it was bad, and the the band looked terrible in this bar. And this, what's crazy is that this is in New York. And I don't know where in New York. I mean, there's a lot of places outside of New York City. It looked like a TGI Fridays. It. Uh, we're going to get back to that point because I <laughs> have a real issue with the double deuce, how it goes from a bar that, okay, it's trashy, but it kind of has like its cool aesthetic to it. And it aspires to become a fucking TGI Fridays where everyone wears red polo short sleeve shirts. Like it's fucking awful. It looks like the the most boring, bland bar now uh, and that for some reason people are lining up outside with a velvet rope to get into. Fuck that. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the eighties, everybody wanted to be in a barbershop quartet for some reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but the band at the double deuce, stayed consistent and was good like i love the that jeff band. buckley band yeah something like yeah. that right he's a <laughs> blind dude who plays the guitar in his lap but it's kind of like how west montgomery only played with his thumb but made amazing guitar uh riffs and that dude's kind of like the, the similar similar way it's it's pretty amazing they do a lot of shots showing you hey this dude's playing the guitar in his lap but i appreciated it i thought you'd be bigger I thought you were big. (laughs) Now, this movie, uh, just to get like a few just uh, notes out of this, because, okay, it was directed by Rowdy Harrington, and I looked him up. It's nothing that anyone is going to really notice or remember. An episode of Tales from the Crypt, a couple of movies with Jane Spader, and for Aaron, one movie with Bruce Willis. So if you're getting getting another Bruce Willis kick. Oh, my God. I I told you guys about my love for him. Yeah, it's very strong. This comes two years after Dirty Dancing, one year before Ghost, and two years before Point Break. So this is peak Swayze. It was all peak for Swayze. Okay. so This is nine years after uh, Friday the 13th. Well, yes, it would be. But is there a connection? Wasn't wasn't Patrick Swayze? No. That was Kevin Bacon. Part of the tap dance. Oh, fuck. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) I always got those two mixed up for some reason. Kevin Bay, uh, no, I get uh, Swayze and I think Kurt Russell mixed up. Yeah, that yeah. is correct. I did that as a child. That makes sense because Escape from New York. Yeah, and interesting note about that is Swayze turned down Tango and Cash after this because the I guess he was shooting a lot of the stunts, a lot of the, the fight stunts in here, and he was so beaten up he didn't want to do another grueling shoot, um, action shoot, so he went for Ghost instead, and Kurt Russell is obviously the one that took the role in Tango and Cash, so there you go. Wow. Kurt Russell's hot, too. He's cool as hell, and he's aged really well, better than Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Oh. Dude's looking terrible right now. He looks like shit. <laughs> It's like he doesn't even try anymore. Oh, my God. One of us is going to die of cancer as a result of all of our, our trash. Uh, and One got, of us. Yeah, I think probably all of us. That's true. Yeah. Well, J- Jared's going to get eaten by a shark, and then you and I will anybody, have a slow death. Anybody who listens to this. <laughs> yes. That's true. They're all complicit. Trying to feed me to that whale we saw two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Wow, the whales are cool. You'll be like Jonah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, watch out, Patrick Swayze. I'll be oilier than you are in this movie. Yeah, speaking of which, I don't understand when he's outside doing his Tai Chi, yoga, karate stuff, who oiled him up before he was going to do that on the bank of the river across from Ben Gazaria's house. Ben Gazara? <laughs> Gazaria? What is Emmett. it? Emmett? Yeah. Emmett greased him up. The <laughs> guy who, uh, well, they all have like these bug-eyed looks when they see him. It's very. It's... Yeah. Okay. So when he's out there doing the Tai Chi, you got Brad Wesley, this old ass dude who probably can't even get a boner anymore and is riding around on a quad <laughs> looking across at a nice oiled up strapping lad doing some Tai Chi and he's shaking his head like, what a fucking joke that guy is. <laughs> and then the farmer catches him 
and gets a whisper of a boner. I think he got the whisper of a boner because he actually caught sight <laughs> of the goat uh, walked out back, back past him. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. He saw the goat and he saw Dalton and he said, he thought to himself, there's my Eiffel Tower. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Eiffel Tower with the goat. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Wait, what a goat. Is he is he the tower or the the base of the tower? I think well, the goat there. has amazing balance, and that's true. They don't they don't fall. So you can get them up on their hind legs. Yeah, you can do that yeah. as roundhouse kicks for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know when we see the first bar that he works at, yeah. and this huge brawl breaks out. There's a bitch with a knife. And there's, I love in this movie, there's just dudes just cocking back and punching women right in, like, square <laughs> in the face. It is good for equality in that way, right? There's, we're not going to put on the kid gloves with the women. Women are equal here. They so that's get... true. The 80s was ahead of its time. I think so. So there's, there's that going on, coupled with what we just watched with Cocktail. And I was thinking to myself, neither one of these movies is realistic. This is not really what happens in a bar. Until Dalton went to the Double Deuce and I saw someone trying to buy cocaine. And then I thought, okay, this is what a a bar looks like. Well, that's why the Double Deuce is so cool (laughs) in a way. I mean, it's, it's like, it's got women pulling out their tits for $20. It's got, yeah, Coke deals in the back. It's got the uh, the one bouncer letting in the uh, the college girls and boning them in the back room. Like, the double deuce is cool, man. And, and telling them, you're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. <laughs> it's the most romantic thing a girl can hear. I thought that it looked like they could have actually been connecting in that scene. And Dalton just came up and ruined a blossoming love. Yeah, he's like, listen, not on my watch, guy. We're going corporate. Yeah, I can't yeah. have him fucking in the walk-in. You gotta sign. You gotta sign a release before you can do that. You gotta take it outside. It does become so fucking corporate. Uh, but the other thing I thought you were gonna mention back at the first bar is a woman gets a literal cunt punt. Speaking about the, um, and it's a oh, close-up yeah. insert shot to make sure that we all understand that this is where he's kicking this woman who just uh, all she did was just put a knife through a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, well, his dad used to work for the Treasury. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, he's from Philly. <laughs> it's, it's a big backstory <laughs> with him. <laughs> okay. Gotta punch you with those Benjamin Franklins. <laughs> so, okay, I have a question. Okay, so he gets um, recruited a la Tom Cruise in Cocktail, right? Where we are now scouting not bar just bartenders, but fucking bouncers and coolers all the way to Jasper, which I was confused. Where the fuck is Jasper? It's in Missouri. Okay, so that's a that's a long way to go. But and everybody in this bar when he gets to Jasper has heard who Dalton is. I I, I know. Get the fuck out of here. I never heard of him. It's the same thing with cocktail. These like fantasies of if you're plugged into this scene, you somehow know the bouncers and the fucking bartenders. I was I, I find that a little annoying. But the other thing also in my writing notes. Oh, oh the ones you wrote. Bouncers have their own zine. Oh, is that how it gets around? It's the 80s. Um, the scene with that awesome monster truck destroying the auto dealership. Oh, yeah. There is a sign in the background for the distances to Bakersfield and Los Angeles. And that's why I was And at that point I was like, oh, wait, so Jasper is in California. And that's when I had to pause it and look it up and like, oh, it's Missouri. That was an error that they didn't intend to get in the shot, but there's a clear sign. And then there's mountains in the background too. There's no mountains out there in Jasper, Missouri, but oh, continuity errors. Continuity, man. That's just the only place where they could find a car dealership that they could just destroy with the monster. <laughs> yeah. They were like, these, these people are, uh, they're all on opioids. They won't mind. <laughs> yeah. Barstow. Um, the guy that, yeah, this guy that now he's he's traveling to New York to recruit a cooler. A cooler. <laughs> yes. 
has no business running a bar. First of all, he's creepy. I'm afraid of him, and I think everybody else should be too. He gives a lot of bedroom eyes to a lot of different people. Okay. Male and female. <laughs> his one contribution to his failing business is that he always carries a Sharpie around with him, and he can really quickly and very discreetly change the word <laughs> fuck to Buick. Yeah. <laughs> that it was that was such a strange shot. That's right. Like the, we're gonna really emphasize this. And not only that, but he's like like looking over his shoulder to what? Make sure nobody sees you changing this piece of uh, graffiti, essentially, that's defacing your bar, but you got to look over your shoulder and make sure nobody sees it? What the fuck is that? It's It was <laughs> weird. It really is. When did sex and Buicks have in common? Well, the back seats. Oh, I mean, yeah. I had an Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. 1986 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra from my first car. It had bench seats in the front. Wow. Is this the one that you abandoned on the side of the road? No, that was a LeBaron. Oh, the LeBaron. That yes. was a LeBaron right. convertible. That was a coupe. This was a four-door, man. This was a uh, this was oh. a beast. Yeah. Inline four could pretty much, when you're flooring in on the highway, we got to get up to 85, topped out. Yeah. You were like an adult out there. <laughs> I was very much flexing my young adult muscle in that car. Oh. We were like, guys, we can go in my car. Everybody can open their own door. It was kind of <laughs> cool, actually. It was good for uh, picking people up on the, you know, and carpooling to school. I was one of the ones fortunate enough to have a car, as uh, crappy as it was. But really, what do you want for your first car? You don't want a nice car. You know, you just want a cheap thing. And one that you can't go like 150 miles per hour in because you're a stupid teenager. That's true. Yeah. My first car, the key was stuck in the ignition, so I could never get locked out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing okay wait <laughs> what kind of car a subaru outback oh all right oh, talk nice. about a carpool yeah and um well, well speaking of cars uh we got dalton who we see just gives away his car on the night that he's hired and then drives a nice Mercedes, then buys another used car. And I guess I kind of like this because this was kind of cool storytelling where you're not sure why he's doing this. Although you kind of understand beforehand, you're like, oh, I think I get it. And then, of course, it's right because his car is going to get trashed because everybody wants to trash the bouncer's car after they get thrown out. So, And everybody knows which car is his, too, especially in New York. Yeah. In here, I don't know what kind of car that was. It was such an old '70s beast, but I those kind of headlights that open up like that—I've never really seen those in any. Why other did car. we do away with those? Why did we do away with headlight <laughs> covers? I actually have that written down. Well, the ones that that come up out of the hood. Like that flip up, like on that Ferrari at the first bar. Yeah. Well, one because the 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 motors will always get fucked up, and then you, then you could be driving around in a car without the fucking headlights, which is dangerous. And two, it just completely fucks up the aerodynamics of the car when you have these two huge like bricks that uh, pop up out of the front of the hood. But the ones, at least the ones on his car that he buys, they don't actually like pop up, but they do just have the covers. But I think the reason why they do away with those is primarily because once, if the gears get broken and they eventually will, then you could be stranded without headlights. Those uh, covers open like Teddy Ruxpin's eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, man. And Teddy Ruxpin was fucking freaky. Did you guys have a Teddy Ruxpin? No. Yeah. You did? Please, we had a go-kart in an above-ground pool. You know we had a Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, dude, and a Cabbage Patch Kid. Several of them. (laughs) There's got to be a picture with all three of those things in the same picture, right? It'd be be hard to have the go-kart and Teddy in the same picture. Oh, I don't know. Different different ears. I don't know if we still had Teddy by the time we got the go-kart. You know what? We probably did actually still have him. But he wouldn't have been out in the go-kart with us. Teddy didn't like going fast. And the mouth just moved open at just like a constant rate, like open, close, open, close. Like it didn't in any way connect with whatever he was reading, correct? Not a chance. Okay, good. I knew it. It's still kind of... Still really bizarre. How about the um, when he gets to that, uh, again, this the double deuce before it's changing at all. uh, There's a shirtless guy dancing on the 
stands for, which reminded me of Laird Hamilton in uh, North Shore. There's the, uh, how about this bartender? We talked about in Cocktail how shitty a bartender Tom Cruise was with his inability to pour a beer without like half of it being head or even the full glass. Here, the uh, bartender waitress is taking away a tray with beers. It's like half head. They don't care in the movies. And this motherfucker is skimming from the till. They must have read Haywood Gould's novel cocktail to learn how to pour a beer you're really pushing it i want to he's gonna get a spike in sales <laughs> aaron's been shoehorning that into every conversation you know what i i before i you know i don't usually google that's not my style but i did before we got on this call i did google <laughs> Who the author of Cocktail was so that I could name drop. Good. <laughs> yeah, first nice. and last name, man. Yeah, it sounded like I really knew. Have you gotten it yet? Have you gotten your signed copy from Amazon? No, once once I realized that the person that wrote the book is the same person that wrote the screenplay, there was no reason for it. Oh, I'll I see. I'll cringe even more now when I read the book. Right. Okay, oh. so it was, it was interesting when you wanted to see how the screenwriter had defiled this great work of American literature, but now that you know that it's the same asshole who did both, it's not worth it. Correct. You already saw his vision put up on the screen. Oh, my God. I do love the the one bouncer who seems to be doing the most work on that first night. He won. He's like the first one to start throwing punches. And then as he's doing it, he's screaming, break it up. <laughs> he's a shit. <laughs> everybody in this. I think everybody in here kind of sucks at what they do. I don't think Patrick Swayze is all that good. He's kind of ruined this bar uh, and just made it the, again like a TGI Fridays. He also waits until he gets cut to start throwing people out or gives them the space. Hey, this guy's walking up to the dance floor with a pull cue. Give him room to pass so he can get up here and flex his muscles a bit before we start taking him on. Let me send in three of my guys, too, to get their asses fucking kicked. <laughs> yeah, this will be fun. Before I interject, since I already know I can win, I'm just going to sit back and watch. He's the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, skipping around a little bit, okay, this fight with the pool cue they end these fights with just ah let's get a beer ah, just walk it off the, <laughs> there's no internal bleeding there's no uh going to the hospital or anything like these people you don't just i mean i know it's a movie but it seems to be rooted in more reality than say like a mission impossible movie where you know this is kind of like a superhero and here, I don't know, the the idea that people can just take this kind of abuse and then just have a beer and walk it off and they're fine the next day. Like, Jared, when you used to fight MMA, how long would it take you to recover after a fight? Oh, man. Yo, I used to get kicked in the nuts every week. Dude. You used to get kicked in the nuts back in grade school, too, right? Didn't you yeah. say that? Yeah. Big Muay Thai guy who's bigger than you accidentally do a roundhouse kick to the nut. You're wearing a cup when you're in... Uh, uh, fighting in a tournament, right? No, I didn't like it. Damn. All right. I should have worn one. We learned that Jared did MMA because he said he used to get kicked in the nuts all the time. That's what he said uh, to us. And we were like, can we have some more information about that? And then he told us about the MMA. Yeah, I guess that's right. I thought it was something back in like going back to grade that school. That was me. Oh, yeah, that's right. You kicked I kicked someone, someone in, the in the nuts. That's right. Dude. It was traumatizing. Yeah, well, I'd like, For to, me. I'd like to hear his side of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he died. <laughs> he, he died a few hours later, but I was traumatized. That's why it was so traumatizing for me. Well, you know, the trauma was short-lived then for him. Right. I'm still suffering with yeah, it. Yeah. He should have been a little bit more considerate. He's just very, and he, and he got all the attention. The big pussy. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, it's his fault he got in that situation in the first place. Thank you. And you didn't see what he was wearing either. Oh, what was he wearing? You know how when people dress a certain way, uh-huh. they're asking for it. Yeah. I, I And I see you looking directly at me as you say that. I get it, <laughs> but I'm just lounging around the house. I'm not trying to impress anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, all right. 
Okay, so now Dalton is gonna manage the double deuce and in his first day on the job, he's going to call up people and fire them and humiliate them in front of everyone, which is <laughs> yeah. a great way to ingratiate yourself to your, your new employees. There's always barber school. <laughs> which I don't know what that means. Like, I guess there was, like, watching daytime TV during the summer, it'd be Barbazol, right? Wasn't that the college? Wow. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Was it Barbazol or Barbazon? But, oh, I, I don't know. Oh, because Barbazol is the the shaving cream, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's Barbazon. I kind of remember there being like ads in the back of the teen magazines, too. Yeah. Because it was male and female school. Yeah. Why were they pressing so hard to get more barbers in America? Was there a shortage? Like, what was that? That was weird. Yeah, that yeah. is curious. But can we say this, too? He says there's always barber school. Like, he's, like, jerking him off by saying that. <laughs> like, he's getting let go from some illustrious <laughs> yeah, career. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're a fucking bouncer. You're a fucking... That's... <laughs> absolutely. Go to another bar. You'll be hired within a fucking day. Same with the bartender. <laughs> there's also... There's always barber school, which... Yeah, no shit. This guy could actually take that that advice and go to barber school and make a good living for himself and not have to spend his nights getting the shit kicked out of him at a fucking roadside bar. Yeah, isn't that like a promotion? Invest his money. Set up an IRA for himself. Have a retirement someday. <laughs> start his own, start his own, uh, yeah, salon. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a cool pull. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you get the cool, that's what you get on graduation from barber school. They give you that pull. It's so cool looking. You get to look at it and it swirls. Unlike those stupid Fridays uniforms. Am I right? I love it. I have this image of you just always standing and appreciating the barber pole. Whenever, no matter how much of a hurry Jared is in, if he passes a storefront with that barber pole, he just stands there and nods and admires it. Like, yeah, that's that's the shit right there. Dude, it's awesome. <laughs> it's a busy city street, and then all of a sudden, he gets back on his skateboard. And then the people, of course, the people in the barber shop are just like fingers crossed, like, please let this guy come in. He has this long, illustrious, beautiful, beautiful hair. hair. Can we please just take our shears to it? And you're just like, nope, not today, folks. <laughs> not today. Yeah, that's what I do every time I'm in the barber shop. They're like, haircut? I'm like, nope. <laughs> you just stand outside and shake your long billowy locks and taunt them? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they, they would they, they would make me look like a gangbanger, man. I don't, I don't play that. Wait, they would make you look like a gangbanger just by getting a haircut? <laughs> they shave my hair, yeah, dude. Oh, you know? they're not going to shave it. Oh, dude, I'm scared of that. Oh. But I like the pole, though. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Nobody's gonna contest the poll. The poll is good. <laughs> you know what? He should have gone to barber school. He should have, man. He should have. So then, I, I guess we're at the first night of him as a cooler, and everybody. So you, when you mentioned earlier uh, with the first bar, and like everybody's just like quick to get in a, to punch women. I also think everybody in here, for some reason, New York to Missouri, has a knife on them, whether it's a switchblade or what, on their belt. And they're just, it, everything just escalates so quickly at the drop a of a hat. A short fuse. I want my girlfriend to dance on the bar, so I'm going to escalate this to attempted murder because you want her to get down. It's weird stuff, too, because, like, I know this is jumping ahead, but even the Brad at the end there where he's got his little chippy up on the stage stripping in front of everybody, and he looks pleased that it's happening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean his girlfriend who is uh, grown-up John Benet Ramsey? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when she shows up to the scene with her ass beat and her face is all bruised, I wonder who looks better now, her or Swayze? Oh. <laughs> Probably Swayze. <laughs> I'm the one who introduced this topic. I don't know why I'm cringing. But, uh, the scene where we go to Ben Gazzara's house when he wants to... I don't even, I'm not even sure what he wants to do to Patrick Swayze, what convinced him to come work at his bar, but my understanding is that Ben Gazzara doesn't have a fucking bar, so I don't know what the deal is. Or He just wants to pay him off for some reason to get him to leave. Um, still don't understand why he cares. But when you see her beaten up, that was actually pretty shocking. Like That was kind of like a, a startling moment to see 
that woman so beaten up. It was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, what do you think happens when you get punched in the face? <laughs> oh, I what do you, you think that woman's vagina looks like from the first bar? <laughs> yeah, oh, God. That's true. You want to talk about a disturbance? I thought you were going to say, what do you think happens when uh, <laughs> you don't listen to the man when he's telling you to get out of to the car? You have to listen to daddy and his rules. <laughs> so she wanted to fuck Patrick Swayze. That's right, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's a little troublemaker. She definitely is. And then I guess she just dies because we don't see hiding her hair from her again. Yeah, that's true. She's not at the house uh, in the end. And, um, well, maybe she is teaching aerobics classes because yeah, she's really true. into that. I can see those that. Those 80s aerobics, man, those are unattractive. Those outfits and everything, man, they're, they're, it's, not, it's not good. It's not like yoga today. Yoga's good. Yoga pants, all of that. Those 80s jumpsuits and the, the not a good look. It's, a little, it's more upbeat, though, too. It's more like dance class. It speaks more to me. It feels very fake. Feels very airsets to me. I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. Oh yeah. Well, it's all, I mean, why do you buy yoga? Well, no. I actually. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of yoga, but I am a fan of the fashions, at least. The fashions. Yeah. The fashions of yoga. Yeah. The AKA, yoga. you're a fan of the fact that you can basically just see someone's ass. Yeah. Oh, I love the way that the pants cup the ass. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> Lululemon. Good those Lululemon pants are brilliant. They don't even have to be Lululemon either. They can be the yoga pants from Target. They'll do just as well, man. They all look great. Love it. Namaste. Namaste, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> Well, and speaking of asses, Aaron, we get the uh, scene where the waitress... Swayze's his ass. <laughs> yeah, wakes him up, and we get a nice lingering shot of Patrick Swayze's ass. Is that is that attractive? Is that a thing? What, a dude's ass? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah, it is, right? Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Bear, a, bear, a man's bare naked ass is, is a thing. If it looks Dude. good, yeah, that's totally a thing. Dude, my ass has been grabbed. Many times. Uh, we talking out in public? Oh, sorry. I was talking about my ass. Yeah, no, my ass has been touched. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so okay. All right. Little, little boastful. You got a bubble butt, Jared? I got a bubble butt. Oh. You got a bubble butt? Yeah. I'm not surprised people are grabbing it then. Did China grab your ass? No. Oh. Wow, really? Yeah, I think she she couldn't find it. Oh, she was she was reaching. <laughs> yeah, she was reaching. It was dark. It was the comedy. It was the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard with beer goggles because you know you think it's there and then you you know you reach it. Get slippery. Yeah. I bet she would have if she didn't die. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd been able to get to Redondo Beach, goddammit. A lot of dead people on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. really racking up the corpses on this episode. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so... We'll have to do who wore death best. <laughs> <laughs> so, the shot of Patrick Swayze's ass, this is, a, this is an appealing thing. Yes. All right. Dude, that's an oiled ass. He's got an oiled ass. And, you know, that's how he does those roundhouse kicks. He's slick. He's slick. <laughs> you know, you, you know, a woman's got to grab a man by handles, you know, and those handles are Patrick Swayze's those ass. Those handles are located on his ass. Okay, so maybe then we can get into the love scene between him and Kelly Lynch, um, which to me is... The most ridiculous lovemaking scene since Mark and Lisa in the room having sex on the spiral staircase here <laughs> where she's being thrown up against a stone fireplace and just being ground into it. Like, what the fuck is that? I know it's supposed to be like 80s uh, level hot, but this is um, I was not a fan. I was a fan of the hip action happening from Swayze, though. OK, it's in the ass. Mm hmm. He's not a dead fish. He's moving around. Yeah. Well, I would never think that he was. I mean, he's a dead fish now, but. <laughs> I love how it's so good that we just get our digs in on dead people. Like, <laughs> it's, if you're dead, you're a target here on Bandcast. Well, yeah, you That's can't right. sue us if you're dead. We got to punch down. So, you know, whoever's punching down is dead. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, There's not enough people with podcasts that are shitting on dead people. And I think we could really corner the market. That's right. That's our niche. Do you think Patrick Swayze shaved his uh, pubes? Uh, his entire body. This is a good question. I got to do a lot of shaving. Now, I know that for whatever my genetic heritage is, like uh, I'm hairy. So I got to shave. And the older I get now, the more frequently I have to do it. Um, clean shit up. But now, Jared, you said that you don't you don't have to do that. You're blessed with this, um, you know, hair free Filipino whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My ass is. Swayze yeah. looks like he just looks like your bum standard white dude. So what yeah. is he just naturally hairless? I don't think so. He's shaving. Fuck no, he shaves it all off. Oh, he totally shaves. Okay. It's mm-hmm. waxing, too. He's like a bodybuilder. Because I'll tell you what, in contrast, Sam Elliott isn't messing with any of that shit. He's letting it all go. Yeah, he's like a werewolf. And continuing with our tradition of uh, two best friends who can't fuck each other, so fuck the same girl. It gets just up to the line of that in here. And it is fucking creepy, man. I'm really tired of that. Like with uh, Point Break and uh, Cocktail and now here. The way he's dancing with Kelly Lynch in that, whatever, that shitty diner that they go to in the middle of the day. Two hours before she has to go to work, by the way. But she's going to be drinking some beers. She's just a doctor. It's no big deal. Um, But the way he's putting his hand on her face and like almost grabbing her ass. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What What is the deal with these movies having to have this storyline with the friends and the girl because he's absorbing patrick swayze's ball sweat oh so it's it's just wafting off of her it's soaked in yeah you know when like you know you have meat in a stick and then you dip it in the sauce same thing (laughs) okay so kelly kelly lynch is the meat on the stick in this scenario and uh and swayze's groin region is the sauce i got it yeah man he's a philosophy in nyu you know that's why that's why that eastern philosophy he was doing it was eastern oil baby so true and when i heard him describe how oh okay this is a bouncer who has a philosophy degree from nyu and then on the heels of that i thought to be fair this is the best job that you can get with a philosophy degree from nyu (laughs) is to fucking be a bouncer (laughs) philosophy degree (laughs) and meanwhile when he meets kelly lynch and i guess he's sharing this all with kelly lynch um whatever her name is i don't i don't know what her character's name is but she is willing to just completely forego her code of professional ethics and start dating this patient of hers and um with the prospects of uh what now so once you're disbarred and can no longer practice medicine you're gonna what rely on his uh income as a bouncer uh, in roadside bar restaurants. Just, uh, you know, 10 to 15 years of medical schooling and everything like that. You can't date your patients. He's got a vision. (laughs) He's going to go into bars and turn them into TGI Fridays. Are you guys with me about this bar becomes fucking lame? Yeah, dude. This is the 80s corporate culture. That's what it is. It's fucking lame. It's uglier inside. And there, these red polo t-shirts are, I, I, oh, I fucking hate them. They, you know what they remind me of? I worked at this uh, back when music stores were still a thing. And there were, you know, Sam Goody's and um, obviously Tower Records. But there were others like Coconuts we had out in Chicago. And I had to wear uh, a yellow polo short sleeve shirt like that to work. And I fucking hated it. It was the ugliest thing. Did you talk? Uh, yeah, we had to tuck it in. Had to tuck oh, it in. Yeah. Oh. And then what not only are they tucking at this bar here, they're pulling a little out too to kind of give it a little bit of a puffiness. Yes. Yeah, when you tuck in your shirt, you see your ball outlining. Oh my god. Patrick Sweezy wore a pair of sweatpants that it was toward the end of the movie that had a drawstring that like laced like shoelaces at just below the navel. And it actually outlined his dick. Oh, really? They were gray sweatpants. Yes. Did not notice that. I think it's the scene when she's telling him, like, you don't know he's crazy. 
about Brad Wesley. She's like, you don't know him. He's crazy. That makes sense, especially during that scene when he's like, I fuck guys like you in prison. Oh, my God. Ah, yeah, that, that line, that is the single greatest line of expository backstory ever in a, in a movie. Like, I, I used so to great. fuck guys like you in prison. Says so much about this dude. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we get it just before he dies. <laughs> yeah, when he does his face rip off. <laughs> he rips his throat out. And then it's Gross. at this moment that uh, Kelly Lynch remembers her Hippocratic Oath and runs to try to uh, help this person. Um, and then is, of course, disgusted by what Patrick Swayze has done. Although he was about to kill him. So I don't know what yeah, she's saying. So or kill and rape him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He yeah, definitely like, was trying to do some of that. Let's not forget the rape part. He He's the one who brought it up. Yeah. Now, one of the thing about their first lovemaking scene is he fucks her up against a stone fireplace, then goes and sits outside on the roof, naked, as of course, as you do, in Missouri, in the middle of summer, mosquitoes everywhere, especially oh near a fucking river. I don't know. Like, I'm sitting there watching this, and, like, the, the windows are wide open. Uh, th this is hell on earth. Yeah, you're right, especially by a body of water. Yeah, it's not nice. It's one of the things I love about California, because I grew up just despising mosquitoes. The, the summer is great. You get to go outdoors, and especially as a kid, but they're in the fucking mosquitoes it's awful um so there's that then she's gonna come outside and sit with him and he's gonna proceed to tell her uh nah i'm gonna be leaving <laughs> she she's <laughs> like oh you can stay here nah i know he just fucked but you 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 ought to know i'm leaving as soon as i get this place looking like tgi fridays i am out <laughs> as soon as they destroy this whole town I'm moving on to the next one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm leaving it for Walmart. <laughs> he is kind of the instigating event that this whole town gets blown up. Uh, and then they proceed to uh, fuck outside on the roof in full view of Ben Gazzara, who's watching and smoking a cigar. Like, damn. Dalton don't care. He gonna get his. Someone's gotta grab that ass. She hears, and she has an all right. She has a good ass. So we get to see her ass as she's walking out uh, to sit out there. And um, Kelly Lynch looking a lot better here than she did in Cocktail. And these are only a year apart. I agree. And also while we're on the topic of asses, the douchebag that was fucking the underage girl in the walk-in, he had a nice ass too. They have good handles. Now, was she underage or just under 21? Oh, uh, well, I mean, she was under an age that she was supposed to be. Yeah. No, well, I had a question about that because at first I was like, whoa, what are we, what are we doing in, in here? And then I'm like, oh, well, no, I guess the drinking age is 21. So they're probably like still like 19, something like that. Now, to be fair, from the look of that guy, I think he's a fucking creep if she is 21 and he's having sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, 21. Eh, I give a pass. Yeah. I was 21 before. All I'm saying is, that's a creepy guy. Okay, so it's just him, but it's not necessarily a guy his age. Well, how old would you say he is? I mean, well, let's it, talk about the 21 year old. Okay, what kind of what kind of 21 year old are we working with here? Because I guess that could determine the creepiness level of the 30 year old. Yeah. What? How do you mean? Well, if we're talking about a 30 year old and a 21 year old who are matching wits. Uh huh. Oh, and they're connecting on that level as well. Then yeah, that might actually be something. How, how about if the older one has a nice ass? Was that cancel? <laughs> yeah. Does does that tilt the scales? It did when I was twenty one. <laughs> All right. Wait. So, am I hearing it right that you're suggesting that this girl is of questionable mental faculties? I'm saying the girl is like probably your run-of-the-mill 21-year-old girl just going out and drinking, and this guy saw prey. Well, I, and actually, well, let's put it actually to the age, 19. Let's put, put it right between legal, but she's under under 21. Are you okay with the 30-year-old and the 19? It's not good. No, and listen, it's legal, so I'm not saying, I'm just saying that guy is a fucking creep. Yeah. Oh, yes. 
I, I would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, you think? I mean, the it's a 30-year-old guy that's fucking the 19-year-old. In the back room freak. at work while there's like every – the whole place is jumping. Yeah, and uh, we got to presume there is no protection involved in here in this back room oh, no. liaison. Yeah. This is the 80s in the middle of the country – they weren't worried about AIDS, but they should have been. Wait, the eighties is like the kind of the AIDS peak epidemic. of the crisis. Yeah. Well, and he thinks to himself, if I go for the younger ones, the chances that they have AIDS are really, really slim. They probably haven't done any drugs yet, so let me get in there before they're even old enough to get into the bar <laughs> where they're going to buy the drugs. So he's actually very crafty. He's a creep. <laughs> All right. Does his ass make up for it? I mean, from the 21-year-old's perspective, yes. And we get a nice long shot of his ass, too, because when Dalton opens the door and sheds a full hallway's worth of light on them, they just keep going. They don't notice yeah. until Dalton says something. That's a lot of consensual sex. You're going to be my every Saturday night thing, baby. One of the things that ha does happen, they have the one band that's always playing, but they do cut to one of the days as it's becoming this corporate TGI Fridays, and the waitress has her band on stage, and it is awful. It is back. It She's is just singing with them. Oh, was I it? I thought I saw the blind guy still up there. Oh, maybe I didn't notice that. Well, regardless, why would they let her come and... This is when um, Jane Lynch shows up for the first time outside of the hospital, and uh, she's wearing what looks to me like a... You said Jane Lynch again. Oh, shit. Wait, who is it? What's her name? <laughs> Kelly, oh, Kelly Lynch. Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is when <laughs> Kelly Lynch uh, shows up uh, for the first time outside of the hospital to see Dalton. I guess at work, because, you know, as we saw in Cocktail, you're going to date a bartender or a bouncer, apparently. you got to just be hanging out at their work the whole time. Like, you can't meet outside of that. That'd be weird. You have to be around them all the time. And she's wearing what looks to me like a picnic table tablecloth dress. Her... Outfits were very questionable. Bad 80s fashion. These two movies. Yeah, I would say her best look was the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's interesting timeless. that this is the second movie in a row where we have women just walking around in the cum stained sheets to go outdoors. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's Jane Lynch from Cocktail. It's Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> Kelly Lynch. <or> <laughs> I, I, I want to see a reshoot where Jane Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start hitting her up on Twitter and see if she'll. <laughs> I would love it to see Jane Lynch reshoot some of these scenes and just be giving like her cutting <laughs> remarks to Patrick Swayze the entire time. Like I'm not fucking putting around with putting up with this shit are you crazy i'm a fucking doctor i'm not dating a bouncer nice ass by the way yeah yeah <laughs> you can tell it's firm to the touch hey, well he's doing his squats dude i'm telling you man he's a ballerina yeah that's where those roundhouse kicks come from it's a ballerina legs he's classically trained in ballet Oh, interesting. And his wife, too. They met making a movie that was about dancing. I don't remember what it was called, but they met on that set. It's not Dirty Dancing, is it? No, it's not. It okay. was, this was a movie before Dirty Dancing. <laughs> so you say a movie with Patrick Swayze about dancing. I think <laughs> most people are sitting there like, uh, you mean Dirty Dancing, right? I have never seen that, but I still know it. About ballet dancing. Oh, ballet dancing. Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just lied. Um, they met. All right, well, now I'm going to cut this whole ballet conversation out. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. You don't. You just can <laughs> shift just this kidding. in front of what we said. <laughs> okay. Patrick Swayze met his wife at the Houston Ballet Dance Company. Houston? Houston is a ballet? Yeah, apparently they take it seriously in wow. Texas. I don't know. Well, they all have guns with them. They shoot them up when they're for a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Shower of bullets. 
which is something that Ben Gazzara does in this movie when now they're it's in full effect they're blowing up the uh, automobile store or they're blowing up the auto parts store then they're walking into the double deuce to start beating the shit out of everybody and then when Ben Gazzara decides it's time to stop he fires a gun into the air and it's at this point that I am wondering where the fuck are the police in this town this town we see clearly has a fire department but no police to speak of. Nobody has any recourse to law enforcement. The plot decided to get rid of the police. They should have had Hopper be the cop in this one, actually. He'd have gotten some shit taken care of. They have the other cop who's sober all the time, so you know he's not going to do good cop work. That's true. He's not drinking. If you want to understand drunks, you got to get on their wavelength. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So- <laughs> and eat Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah. It's the breakfast of champions, man. <laughs> A Strohs <laughs> and some Captain Crunch. All crunch berries. I don't really fuck with cereal too much, but if I was going to do a one of the crunches, I'd be going for them peanut butter johns. Yeah, I was anticipating oh, that. Was one. That is a good one. Hell yeah. No doubt. Yeah, your mouth feels like wax. Oh yeah. When you're done eating it, but at least it's all cut up to fuck like the other ones do to you. Oh, it gets cut up. It still gets cut up. The roof of your mouth is taking punishment anytime you're eating Captain Crunch, peanut butter or otherwise. Why do they do that? Uh, it's just part of the pleasure, man. Have you ever seen a Hellraiser? Sure. The Cenobite. <laughs> it's like the beginning stages of um, S&M. It's, yeah, it's, it's how you get kids into it. Whoa. It's how you can find <laughs> the ones that want to be the M's. Yeah. Goes from Captain Crunch to hooks through the nipples and hanging from the ceiling, man. That's the gateway. It's the, it is, Yikes. It's the gateway. That's that's why the uh, the captain, that's what's happening in the bowels of his ship. <laughs> um, hanging on hooks. I do love when uh, the first time that uh, Dalton takes Kelly Lynch to his place and, um, and, you know, at first it's like, whoa, he has an entire estate, this entire farm. And he says, nope, up there, you know, in case you thought I could afford an estate with my bouncer earnings, I rent a room above a bar with roaches and intermittent plumbing. So it's (laughs) good that you're just totally compromising your medical degree and profession to date me, who... When Even after you know that I'm going to leave as soon as I get this uh, double deuce up and running. And that's the good news, babe, is that I'm clearing out of here. So you can just slum it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can enjoy this ass and everything it has to bring. <laughs> I'm going to go trucking on down the road. Dalton goes to Kelly Lynch. Um, is at the very end of the movie and goes to see her at the hospital because he wants to convince her to come with him or something like that. He wants to protect her, right, from Ben Gazzara. And she's looking at x-rays. Did you guys see those x-rays that she's looking at? No, I didn't notice. I mean, I saw she was looking at x-rays, but I didn't take note. They're fucking bonkers. I can't figure out what's going on with them. Like we paused it and looked at it. It looks like there's like some sort of like weird metal string of staples going across this abdomen on one of them. And then the other one, it looks like a, the colon and the like a large intestine, but it doesn't line up quite correctly. It doesn't work. It's so fucking weird. Like it's, it, felt again because i'm in the mind of having been watching these uh uh twin peaks episodes and in this this lynchian mode i'm like that is nuts that is like a total lynchian touch to put these bonkers x-rays that make no sense just in the background never gonna talk about them it was so fucking crazy yeah dude that, that whole season's like an acid trip speaking of that the reason why everyone has all those uh, metal staples and intestines and shit is because the whole everyone in the double deuce is bar fighting so half the town is already in bar fights anyway of course we didn't even talk about the classic line pain don't hurt which is stupid hey that's yes. what you do with an nyu philosophy degree it's true that's what you come came away with Tens of thousands of dollars in student debt just to be able to say pain don't hurt. And he carries his medical records around with him. Which we know from Seinfeld, you just can't do. You just don't get to walk, take those out of the office. Yeah. The only time, so you were saying the the police, the only time we ever see the police is at the very end. They show up to the house after the whole town 
uh, or at least the principal citizens of the town that we know from the movie, uh, all decide to get in a couple shots of Ben Gazzara, who is murdered in his own house, and the police show up, and it's a very funny scene where nobody saw anything, and the one guy who was crushed by a bear, he was crushed by oh, a yeah. stuffed polar bear, and he does a Lou Costello routine as the bear is falling on him, which I thought... I kind of enjoyed that he did, did that. Did he say after the bear hit him or something? What he's some stupid. Uh, he said bear fell on me. Bear fell on me. And then everybody starts laughing and the music kicks in and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kelly and Patrick are naked again. Oh yeah, that's right. And then we see them swimming naked in a fetid pond in Missouri. Like this is fucking romantic. They're going to get out with leeches all over them. They seriously are. That water is gross. Yo, how about the car blowing up? Oh, yeah. He sticks the knife through the gas pedal. Yeah. Oh, everything is fucking exploding. The the auto parts store, when that one exploded, I was like, I don't understand how it would explode other than just fuel fire. There's flammable liquids in there. But then when Emmett's house blows up, that's it. I'm like, okay, we're in just an 80s fantasy world where things just blow up as soon as they're caught on fire. And somebody has to be able to run as fast as a motorcycle. Yeah. That was pretty stupid, too. And men have to have tight asses. And how, how come? Well, that's not just the 80s. I'd like that to continue to be a thing. That's true. But... He pulls Emmett out of the house, and the doctor, instead of her doing a once-over on him, is just standing back and letting the bouncer get a look at whether or not his health is compromised at this point in time. Oh, wait, I missed that. Because <laughs> he's, well, he's pulling him out of the house, you know, and he's like, Emmett, are you okay? Are you <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why? Are you going to fix him if he's not? <laughs> right. Or should we let the fucking doctor get in there and get a look at him? That's fucking nuts. That's like in Cocktail when Elizabeth Shue runs up to the bartender, Tom Cruise, to come take a look at her friend who passed out. Like These, these are the people that deliver the best medical attention. Not the, not the woman who went to medical school for a decade. Excuse me, Dalton has a philosophy degree from NYU. I think he knows what he's doing. It's a yeah, little bit true. of that, like, oh, men, you know, are the, the ones that run the show, and women are, like, the backup. And she looks nervous, and she doesn't look like how a doctor would be in a scenario like that. Yeah, she's been working in a hospital for years and years now. It's just, actually, doctors are less frantic. They have control. They just start going through the the, the, the routine, essentially, right? Uh, aggravating. The other aggravating thing um, is getting back to uh, Sam Elliott and Swayze there with um, Kelly Lynch in the in that bar restaurant and she's walking away and he's just scoping out her ass as she walks away and says she has too much brains to have an ass like that and that oh god i just i i hate sam elliott's character in a lot of ways but it's like again this is the woman who has over a decade of medical training under her belt and is being treated like a like a piece of meat that you just pass around amongst your friends <laughs> what the fuck happily She's happily being treated like that. <laughs> yeah. And again, having a beer and has been out all night and says, oh, you know, yeah, I got to go to work. So I should go home and get a couple of hours of rest before I go. And Patrick to- Swayze <laughs> doesn't mind that his friend's trying to fuck his girl. It's like it's like an understood thing. I Oh, God. That shit drives me nuts. We've seen that now. Uh, well, it drove me nuts in Cocktail. I mean, it's just like all water under the bridge when that piece of shit shows back up well of course tom cruise is a piece of shit too so if i'm kelly lynch and i'm seeing this guy and now i'm dancing with his friend first of all i don't know why his friend and me are dancing but we're dancing together and he starts saying that i'm i want you for my own that's not gonna be cool with me hand on her face and i'm gonna be like your friend is not a good friend to you yeah this is what he just said to me plus he's creepy and hairy as fuck yeah He's putting his hand on her cheek. And look, you can dance with uh, your friend's girl, but like you're not going to dance like that close and start yeah, like, we're like fucking grinding. grinding. Yeah. 
she, she's gonna twerk on him next like miley cyrus the vmas like the, it, that shit drives me fucking crazy like that's just like i don't understand in what world that exists and of course i get it it's roadhouse but like why would you even insert like this kind of crazy shit in into it it doesn't like that doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add anything. I feel like to the movie, except that it's a movie about men's friendship to each other, and the woman is just the bitch on the side who's there to augment their friendship. Yeah, I like how um, Brad tells him one of your peoples is going to die. It's either Wade or it's the doctor. One of them is getting killed. Uh-huh. What does he do? He just goes to the double deuce. <laughs> Check on. He's gonna check on Wade. <laughs> he doesn't go to find his friend. He doesn't go to find the girl he's sleeping with. He just puts on his red shirt and uh, he goes to work. Hey, this this bar ain't gonna cool itself. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shift. I still got a responsibility. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's crazy about that that I just reminded me of is one. I felt like the coin flip that Ben Gazzara does is that like the precursor to Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men. But two is the one of these people is gonna die. You gotta save one of them. Is that the precursor to uh, Batman in the Dark Knight having to <laughs> either save the woman Maggie Gyllenhaal or uh, the, the DA or like Sophie's Choice? <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> These, this, this movie inspired all of those. <laughs> and so, in some ways, it could have inspired the Holocaust if it's in a weird time loop, right? Because wasn't Sophie's choice? Everything's all about, cyclical. All, all about the Holocaust? Yes. So, okay. I'm about to start reading a book called The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Did you guys hear about that book? Nah, no. What's it about? Is, are there any talking trains in it? It's like a love story about a, a guy who's has to work. He works at Auschwitz, like putting the tattoos on the people, falls in love with one of the Jewish girls. Ooh. And the plot thickens. I'm going to get to it right after cocktail. What kind of tattoos are we talking about? Like chicks riding an eight ball or what? Yeah. Stuff on the ass. Like um, the tramp stamp, the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tattoos on the titty. <laughs> Somebody's Ooh. name on the titty. That's good. This is the closest you can get to a suicide girl at the time, you know. Someone who's emaciated with some ink on them. She was like, I'm just addicted to it now. Just give me another one. I'm sick of these numbers. I want new ones. <laughs> She's just got a sleeve of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a program. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're definitely. This will definitely be our last show. <laughs> we're going to be taken down for if I leave any of this in. So, any uh, final thoughts? Anything we did not get to? I have a final thought. Okay. I, what I noticed as a Patrick Swayze lover, like I am, mm-hmm. is that Patrick now in two movies has a move where he brings a woman back to his little humble room. In a cabin or a shed, barn, and puts on Otis Redding, these arms of mine, and then gets down to Hanky Panky. He did the same shit with Baby in Dirty Dancing. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. And I just want to say, I also like Otis Redding, so it would definitely work on me. <laughs> Hot pro tip. Anyone who doesn't like Otis Redding is questionable at best in my book. The this song is great. So good. Well, let's now... Do our recommendations and uh, Jerry, let's kick it over to you first. Yeah, I like it. I like eighties action movies. Yeah, sweaty man and things blowing up. Okay, all right. A lot of man ass. All right, so recommend from Jared. Aaron, how about you? Absolutely, I recommend this movie. All the man ass that we see is quality. We're getting choice pieces of ass here. Choice cuts. Okay. Choice, choice cut. cuts. And I also want to say while we're talking about man ass, I'm glad we didn't see Wade's ass because I bet you it was nothing to be look. I don't think he's got it going on like that. Need a hedge trimmer to get through all the hair. Oh, well, Christ. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't even thinking in those terms, but I I think he's got a pretty flat ass. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I recommend it. If Even if all you're watching it for is Patrick Swayze's ass. You won't be disappointed. There you go. Okay. And to me. Now, 
I mean, obviously, this is a welcome relief from last week with a cocktail. And I mean, I recommend it. Yeah, I mean, everybody should see this one once, probably. Just it, it, it does encapsulate so much of like cheesy '80s action, testosterone fueled, and I think that a lot of the fight scenes are pretty good. It's actually some fun action, and it's just like so fucking off the wall. I I do like the beginning better. It's unfortunate that the double deuce becomes lamer as the movie goes along. So, but I guess then, but as the double deuce gets lamer, the action gets transported out of the double deuce because it's more happening outside. We didn't really talk about that uh, awesome. The monster truck? Yeah, the monster fucking truck plowing through the car dealership, which apparently cost $500,000. They had to shoot it all in one take. Makes so much sense to me. And that is the real uh, Bigfoot truck. That they what? used, yeah, Bigfoot itself. You got insurance, don't you? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, again, this line. is like another scene where where the fuck are the police? These people just show up, and you have no recourse to stop them in any way. They're just going to plow through. It's not like the police show up and it's um, going through a lot of forensics to figure out. Well, we just don't know who did it. Where do we start looking? You probably just start looking for the one person in town who has the big fucking monster truck cannot deny like how much fun it was to watch that thing go smashing through and just destroy those cars it was pretty great that was Um, a good scene yeah even though again it's clearly outside of los angeles and not missouri but that's probably because it's the only place where they could get bigfoot to to use it for this and also find a dealership that was uh perhaps going under or something like that and they could just destroy the the shop i don't know that's actually stupid well, I have a question, actually, too. Is Jared aware of your little malicious, sneaky move that you pulled, DB? Ooh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> I don't know. I do so many sneaky, malicious things throughout the day. It's hard to keep track of, of all Now, of Jared, them. as you know, DB and I have a mutual friend yeah. who he said was the famous bartender and i said sam malone and uh he went ahead and contacted her about listening to what i had said and got me in some hot water <laughs> what do you think about that oh i was like well i gotta let meredith know that she came up on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> still getting in fights with people on the san francisco bridge when she's riding her bike across yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the. If you know one thing about Meredith, it's that she's going to get into confrontations with people. It's seemingly for no reason at all, which I love. She is not dealing with anybody's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I do miss Meredith. If you, next time you see her, so tell her I, I said hello. I text her, but you know, um, uh, pretty much only when you say things bad and I say things good that I can score some points. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't talk to her at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you have it, guys. It's uh, three recommends for Roadhouse. This was a, uh, a fun double feature. And um, even if cocktails sucked, it was still fun to talk about. So we will be back in two weeks with our next double feature. We'll figure out what that is, and you'll find out at that time. In the meantime, if you want to find out more about this show, head on over to Bandcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bandcast. Follow Jared on Instagram at uh, Taraj Nouvelle and we will see you all soon. See you suckers.